Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live. Twitter and anti-intellectualism. I know about those things. This video is sponsored by Curiosity Ad. Globe emoji, sock emoji, rose emoji, source? Looking at this tweet on first pass, it is almost incomprehensible, right? Like, what happened here? She was just hanging out online talking about how animal sex is bad, as one does, and then a bunch of globalists, social democrats, and socialists, that's what those emojis mean, all started hounding her for a source for that claim? What? How did any of that happen? What is this tweet doing? And how exactly did it come to be? Well, naturally, I decided to look into it. Big Joel's been shit-talking you on Twitter and people's replies. Wait, real? Wait, Big Joel is one of, like, three people I'm on good terms with. Can we not? Can we be okay? Have I ever said a bad thing about Big Joel in public? Honest question, have I? Like, like an actual, not like some mild disagreement, but like an actual criticism or condemnation yes his microphone no come on let me see yeah his mic was pretty bad but probably not anymore didn't didn't he say he was moving wait he's like super on twitter right now i don't see anything just tell me just link me if there's something i should be mad about okay and what I found was, I think, a pretty fascinating story. A story about the strangeness of Twitter discourse, about how we treat each other online, about ethics and moral thinking. Today, I'm going to take you through the experience that I had, and I hope that'll be an interesting time for you. Two disclaimers. One, this video is not about canceling shoe on head. I know she's a controversial- Bad. It should be figure online and we will talk about her a bit later on but if you're looking forward to some big important takedown you're not gonna get what you want two as you might have guessed i'm gonna be talking for a little while about bestiality it's not what this video is about there's nothing graphic here and i don't think i say anything particularly controversial but just know what you're getting into and with that let's get into it our story begins with a humble twitter user Here's a link of him mentioning you. I think I saw this. Oh yeah, Peter Peter Coffin tweets about me all the time because he's in like Caleb Maupin territory now. A lot of people are Caleb Maupin territory now. Oh, Sarah Z like this? Oh, that's cool. I have never said anything negative about Sarah Z and I like her videos a lot. I, I just feel like she would hate me because she's like, I'm gonna say this and I don't want this to come off as like offensive because it's not intended to be. Sarah Zed, Sarah Zed, sorry. She just kind of comes off as like a Twitter woke scold type. Not that I've ever seen her do it, it's just a feeling that I get she would do. But maybe she wouldn't. Maybe this is like me hardcore stereotyping, right? You know? It could just totally be like biases, you know? Bosch sexism. It has nothing to do with gender. Okay? But you know, that could just be my bias. All right? So does Lumi. Yeah, so does Lumi. Lumi totally does, but I'm on really good terms with Lumi. Wait! Guys, what I'm saying right now should be treated no differently than somebody saying, I don't know much about Vosh, but he seems kind of like a debate bro to me, okay? And I wouldn't get super offended by that, okay? By playing it up and, uh, and doing like the, hi, you're just being sexist thing, you guys are actually being kind of problematic, okay? Shut the fuck up. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. Where Pepang is a meme? Yeah, sure you are. Oh, this, this is all fine. Big Joel and I are cool, probably. Yeah, fine. Lumi's super cool. I've said this before, okay? I think that I might be done with the whole woke scold thing, like the anti-woke scold thing, you know? 
it seems really trivial compared to what I deal with these days. Like, the, the antagonism that I get these days comes almost entirely from neo-Nazis and tankies, aka red neo-Nazis. And I guess the, Dor the Dorite types, which are, like, kind of tanky, you know? Like, that kind of thing. The woke scold thing doesn't, like, it doesn't really affect me at all. And the thing is, like, as time has gone on, I have really come to appreciate the sort of um, passive sensitivity of the people that I used to disregard. You know what I mean? Because, like, what's, what's the name of that one YouTuber? The one who I said I liked. He's a guy. He's got, like, tats and, like, a lip ring. B big normie content. Covers TikTok stuff a lot. Curtis Connor. Thank you. Yeah. Curtis Connor. Like, if you took Curtis Connor... But then you, like, took away his YouTube channel, and you just put him on Twitter or something? He probably would have been somebody who a year and a half ago would have replied to me calling me, like, a transphobe or something. And I would have thought, Wow, what an unpragmatic, divisive, stupid, moral puritan, you know? But now, I think with the benefit of a little bit of analysis, I can recognize that not only would that be a fairly uncharitable analysis on my part, but Curtis Connor's videos also kind of slap a little bit, apart from the whole men bad thing. I guess the re the real difference is that it feels like my disagreements with woke scolds have always been kind of like pragmatism and personality driven, whereas the tankies and Nazis and stuff are pushing for a worse world. And that's a way, way, way more important thing to... Why do you think Curtis would think you're a transphobe? Everybody thinks I'm a transphobe, okay? Everybody thinks it. Listen, I'm like... Illidan Stormray. <laughs> I can't even do that. I can't even do that without laughing. Would you extend that to Thought Slime? I legitimately think Thought Slime is a pretty unpleasant person. My 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 observation of Thought Slime, I can't even say interactions because they never interact with me. But like they they just come off kind of like a bully to me. Yeah. Also the shit they did with Xander Hall was pretty fucked up. The thing where like they said they were complicit in like Sean, like Sean too. Yeah, Sean makes good videos, but I, I, I think that Sean is kind of a cry bully. I think the same thing of Thought Slime. The stuff with Zan was super fucked up. Are we having fun, like, bur like making sure these bridges stay burned for the next fucking three years? Are we good? Uh, just pouring a little bit more gasoline on all of this. Just yeah, just to just absolutely toast it. All right, let's see what this damn video is. User named Delaniac making the following tweet. All right, time to capitalize on the vegan discourse for engagement. Absent extenuating considerations, survival, cost, health conditions, is killing an animal for meat morally different than bestiality? Please explain your reasoning below. Now, I'm gonna tip my hand here and- Are you ready for my hot take? Are you ready for my hot, hot, hot take? The answer is no. We've already illegalized the bestiality thing. We should work towards illegalizing the meat-eating thing. Get fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. 100%. Yeah. Say that, yes. I do think there is a distinction to be made between these two acts. But uh. that doesn't mean this isn't a good question or that its answer is obvious. In fact, I'd say that- Meat is delicious, thank you. Yeah, that's what fucking Welsh people say about their sheep, okay? When they're fucking them, all right? Thinking through it is pretty complicated, and since that's very relevant here, let's explore the question together. I think most of us probably come into this question with the moral intuition that bestiality is clearly worse than animal eating. I know I do. But when you try to figure out exactly why that is, you immediately hit a roadblock. Uh -huh. For one thing, killing an animal to harvest its meat seems to be very harmful to the animal. And just instinctively, I would say I 
don't really know how to measure that harm against the harm of animal sex. But to make matters worse, to make this question even harder, we have to acknowledge the current conditions of factory farming. Under this system, farmhands are regularly paid to, you know, use their hands to inseminate cows. The point is that in either the case of bestiality or the case of meat production, non-consensual sexual acts are performed on animals. And yet, the former act is broadly understood to be deviant, repulsive, and immoral, and the latter act is broadly understood to be lunch. Dude, this is literally the, the fucking CP take that everyone canceled me for. That the, that like the, that the supply chains that pertain to the harm of like people or like all the harm, like they're both horrible. We should, this is literally the same argument to be lunch. So why do we make this distinction? Well, I think this- I think he worded it better, but that's the same argument for sure. I am not giving myself any credit for effectively wording that argument. But yeah, this is like the same thing. The argument is that like, basically you have two things that are both fucking wretched. However, one of them we all agree is bad and is illegal. And the other thing is like, oh dude, that's fine, whatever. Like, why? Shouldn't they both be bad? So you're saying you support bestiality? No, I'm the opposite. Why would you assume that? That's what everybody assumed with me. I'm like, hey, I think that the these two things are terrible. CP and the global enslavement of children. And they're like, oh, so you support both. <laughs> Why? is a decent starting point. The difference between bestiality and burger eating has nothing to do with the harm caused to animals and everything to do with the characteristics of the person who does those things. In the case of burger eating, while it is obvious and uncontroversial to say that this does harm to animals, it's a kind of instrumental harm. Burger Boy doesn't derive pleasure specifically from the anguish of the cow. No, he's not thinking about it at all. What he wants is beef, not the suffering of the cow. But the person who commits a bestial act is exacting pleasure specifically from a situation that causes harm. Dogs do not want to have sex with people. I think that's fairly obvious. And so, to have that sex is to take joy from the invasion of boundaries, the skirting of consent. Why then might bestiality be worse than meat-eating? I'd say it's because bestiality says something very ugly and very dark about the person who does it. I don't necessarily know if I agree with this argument. Like, so the same harm is being done, but in one case, it's because you're looking for a byproduct of the harm rather than the harm yourself, you know? I think this is a pretty bad argument. I think that it's pretty terrible no matter what. Like, what's, like, like, what's the difference... He gets the consequentialist rebuttal. Oh, okay, okay. He to be clear, rebuttal. this doesn't excuse any action. Doesn't mean either of these things are morally acceptable, but I do think there's some difference here. What I just said was very contentious. I know that. A hardlining consequentialist might immediately respond, who cares about motive, Big Joel? I appreciate being, uh, the hypothetical me being drawn as like a big muscular guy. Thank you. I, we're missing the beard and the hair, but I do appreciate, like, oh, a consequentialist has arrived and it's Hulk Hogan, you know? All that matters is the effect that an action has. Everything else is just nonsense. Now, I could say a lot of things to that consequentialist, but if I engaged in that conversation, this video would truly take forever. I'm happy <laughs> that people might disagree with me on this because my point is just that the question is complicated. That That's it true. gets at the very center of how morality works, how we should treat our moral intuitions, and why. And now... 
So I think so I think there's an an underlying point to this. Let me use a non-loaded example so we can just focus on the ethics of it without um without getting super duper caught up in like um moral outrage, okay? So like let's say that you're a kid in a playground, okay? And you want candy and another kid is candy, okay? Right? And you take another person's candy because you want their candy. Like you the it's like a a, a Hershey's bar. You know, and you take it and then you eat it, right? Okay. Now let's say there's another kid, right? And they take a person's candy, another kid's, but they didn't do it because they wanted the candy. They did it because they derived satisfaction from the suffering of the other child. They did it just not, they don't want the candy. In fact, they'll throw the candy out after they get it. They did it because they like seeing other people have stuff taken from them. Now, now, yes, it is a Chad move. Uh, now, that being said, in a consequential sense, in both of these cases, an equal amount of harm is being done to the other person, right? In both cases, the only thing that's happening is their candy being taken. They don't, like, know the intention of the person taking it from them. But there is something worse about the second one. Maybe not in its outcome, but in the implications for future behavior it suggests in the person who does it. Or if I were to put it another way, if I were to choose a friend, I would rather have a friend who stole a candy because they wanted a candy than a friend who stole a candy because they enjoyed the suffering of another person. Does that make sense? So the, the harm is the same, but there's definitely something different. I think that's a respectable argument. But you could make the argument that that fits under consequentialism as well, right? Maybe you could make the argument that if you were somehow capable of understanding the intentions of the people doing this, consequentially it makes more sense to socially discourage people from taking candy for the pure enjoyment of the other suffering than it would be to deter people from taking candy just because they want candy. The intentionality can fit into the long-term ramifications of behavior. Does that make sense? To put it another way, imagine you're teaching a child of your own to steal candy. Like, you have a kid and, I don't know, you're a supervillain or something. I, now, for me personally, the long-term consequences of teaching my child to steal out of necessity because they want the candy that other people have are better than the long-term consequences of teaching a child to steal candy because it makes others suffer. Even if the same amount of candy is stolen, I feel like there's greater consequential harm because I'm enabling a worse mindset in the person doing the latter. I think that's an agreeable argument. And I think it fits under consequentialism, too. This is actually a really salient critique of the initial argument that I made. Actually, yeah. This is the critique that Joel would make if he were to talk with me about my CP takes, right? The ones where I said, like, this is bad because this is bad, and he'd go like, well, actually, you could say there's a different degree of intentionality here which factors into a different level of consequential harm. And I think I'd have to agree with that. I mean, it's still anti-CP takes one way or another, but yeah, I think I think I have to agree with that, yeah. Which is why there's a difference between degrees of murder even though the result is the same. Yeah, well, we do this in law as well with hate crimes, right? There's a big difference between killing a person because you want, like, their money or their wallet or killing a person because of their skin color. We recognize there's something worse about the latter. Like, somebody dies either way, but in terms of, like, what type of society you're trying to facilitate, again, I'd rather have people killing because they want the money the corpse has than because they dislike the race of the person they're killing. That seems like it amplifies the, the horrendousness of the situation. It's like a, 
it, it's it's not just about the virtues of the person doing it, but it says something about future action they might take. Hey, here's a real question. I actually don't know the answer to this one. So the reason why I believe that there is a consequential difference to those two, the intentionality with stealing the candy, like just stealing it because you want the candy versus stealing it because you like people suffering. The only reason there's a different degree of consequential outcome there, because in the same case, just some candy's being stolen from a person. The big difference is, and I want you to really think about this, would there be a difference in the consequential outcome of those things if minutes after the candy was stolen, a nuke wiped out the city? That is to say... There's no long-term consequence for the normalization of any of the behaviors there. Everyone disappears. You can say a nuke wipes out the city. You can say that a simulation ends. You can say God resets reality. You can say whatever. Would it change anything? It's not, this isn't a Loki thing. I get it. You watch Marvel and you think it's roughly similar because, oh, dude, he's talking about an apocalypse. The only context in which that could be relevant is if we're watching Loki, right? Listen. It's because there aren't long-term consequences to the normalization of different types of behavior. In a consequential sense, in a consequential sense, would there be a difference between those two? Wouldn't it still be bad? Yes, it would still be bad because you're harming a person before the world is ending. I'm not saying it would be good. I'm saying would there be a difference between stealing for necessity and stealing to make people suffer? Because in my mind, there would no longer be a difference. The intent would still matter. I'd say yes in the short term because I'd rather be happy and then die and then sad than be die. No, 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 no. I'm not asking if there'd be no difference between stealing or not stealing. I'm asking if there'd be no difference between stealing just to take the candy or stealing just to make the person suffer. If everything got wiped out a few minutes later. What does the long-term virtue of a person engaging in an action, what does the intentionality matter if everything is about to end? I don't know if I have an answer to that. I'd have to think about it for a while, I think. Oh, it's time for us to explore how this question, strange as it is, got explored on Twitter.com. I debated whether or not to properly introduce Shu on Head in this video. Information <laughs> about her isn't particularly important to the point I'm trying to make, so part of me thought, why bother? But she is pretty dang famous online, so I figured I'd give a bit of info to the totally uninitiated. Shu on Head began her career as an anti-feminist, anti-SJW gamer gator. Her career revolved around finding some snowflake online and roasting them hardcore with facts and logic. That is, until roughly 2016, when two major things happened. First, Donald Trump was elected president and it shocked a lot of people. Second, Bernie Sanders became a household name and with him came a renewed mainstream interest in socialism. After this, feminism slowly crept into the background of online discourse and Shoe on Head changed gears in a good way. She was always a liberal and she started emphasizing her don't tell her this. She gets very triggered when she's reminded that she is objectively a liberal. Support for leftist policies and Bernie Sanders more than her hatred for feminism and SJWs. A lot of people seem very concerned with the question, has Shu on Head changed? And I can't tell you the answer to that. She's a person. I'm sure her perspectives have evolved somewhat, but it's hard to say how specifically. Does she still think feminism is dumb as hell? Does she still think fat phobia is just made up BuzzFeed nonsense? Does she still think women are biologically determined to be less funny than our men? I don't Wait, did she used to believe that? That's pretty funny. True. That's not true. True, though. Not true.
Oh, and I like barely care at this point. Anyhow, that's enough context. This is how Shuan had first responded to that question about eating meat and bestiality. We are natural meat eaters. Oh, no. We are not natural animal fuckers. We bang our own species. Oh no, the fallacy. There's no reason to bang animals except for being some kind of hedonistic freak. This would be like a... If you were in like a one-on-one -on -one philosophy class, this might be like a prompt you're given and like find eight things wrong with it, you know? ...to bang animals except for being some kind of hedonistic freak. Now, look, whatever you think of my account of the moral difference between these two acts, what Shu says here is a very bad answer. And that's for two fairly obvious reasons. First, the word natural has no coherent definition. That's not to say it's a bad word or that it has no uses, but it is imprecise and generally seems to refer to a random set of associations that people have. Second, and more importantly, even if- I hope Big Joel doesn't mind me watching this video. It's just, I've already, I already feel like it's been really fun to watch. So hopefully Big Joel doesn't mind. Hey, if you're watching this, if this gets turned into a segment, I guess, or like whatever, at some point you should go sub to Big Joel, okay? You probably already are subbed to Big Joel if you watch me, but maybe you're not. And you should, because Big Joel makes good videos. He's also like one of maybe three people in BreadTube I'm not on bad terms with. And I don't know, that that that's cool. That means something. You sub to him first, dipshit. I don't use this YouTube channel. That, fine if we did have some coherent definition for natural, there'd still be no reason to think that what is natural must also be good. It seems intuitive to me to say that murder, which has been around since the beginning of humanity, is natural, and that eating an airhead, this synthetic processed treat, is unnatural. But I think I'm right when I say that murder is bad and airheads are delicious. Wrong. Because murder is natural, dummy. He got it all mixed up. It's the other way around. Yes. Here's the thing. Shuan Head's argument here isn't just bad, it is iconically bad. It is the er-bad argument. Every debate nerd on this planet knows about the naturalistic fallacy. What's oh, more, appealing out. to natural behaviors is famous because it is the go-to argument of bigots and social conservatives. Social Darwinism, homophobia, and racism have all been defended with claims about what is and isn't natural. I'm not saying that Shu believes in any of those things. I don't think that at all, but it's a bad argument with a bad track record, and it's easy as shit to call it out. Yeah, okay, all right, thank you, yeah, thank you, yes, okay, all right, you gave, it, you gave me an easy thing to shoot, so I shot it, all right, yeah, I, I fired from one yard, okay, it's just, you don't need to keep calling me out for it, I feel like Big Joel just waved a giant target three inches in front of me and then made fun of me as soon as I got, like, bullseye, you know, like, like, oh, it's three feet in front of you. Like, you put it there! And so, people did. Of course they did. The wheels of Twitter turned. If it was natural to eat people, would you think it's morally okay to do so? As pointed Isn't out- it? I feel like the practice of, um, the practice of cannibalism has to be a part of, like, pre-civilizational human behavior, right? I mean, probably depending on, like, the traditions of the culture, but yeah. Same with animal fucking. It's probably all natural to some extent in that. I, I sincerely doubt, like, pre-modern humans were like, no, cannibalism is wrong. Like, I, I mean, maybe some of them? I don't know. Oh, this is a fallacy of appealing to nature. Mmm, appeal to nature. Who would have thought that she would make an um, eighth greater level argument? Now, I could go on and on with this. I have not scratched the surface of people angrily and- 
it was probably abandoned due to prion brain disease. I've heard that, right? Doesn't cannibalism sometimes cause a very specific type of condition? Or there's something like that, right? Like it 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 can it can lead to like some kind of like a parasite or something like that? I don't know the specifics. I've never uh I've never actually eaten humans before. I've never uh never never tried it. Maybe it's okay and accurately informing Shu that her argument was bad. To be clear, I don't think this was cancel culture or bullying or whatever, but this kind of thing can absolutely make a person feel defensive, make them feel like they have to vindicate themselves. This is every single day for Shu on Head on Twitter, okay? Every single fucking day, okay? Shu on Head will give a take ranging anywhere from like lukewarm to bad, get really defensive when people call it out, then quadruple down on it. And then far right people show up and they're like, Shu, I think you're doing great. And Shu will be like, ha yeah. And then people get really mad at Shu for agreeing with far right people who are agreeing that she was doing a good job of owning the libs. And then she, it's an infinite cycle. Uh, it's true. It happens. I can't read Shu's mind, but perhaps this is why the situation kind of escalated right here. When Delaniac essentially claimed her argument was based on emotion, she responded, Let me just bust out my fucking data sheet explaining why fucking a horse is bad. Yeah, do it. And then 30 minutes later, yeah, it seems this was not enough. And in a standalone tweet to her large audience, she wrote the tweet that we've already- Okay, here's the real question, okay? I'm just gonna throw this out there. I'm just gonna throw this out there, okay? If you're, like, on an alien world, and there's a giant, like, megalodon 100 feet wide, is, is, that, best, is that immoral bestiality? Because it could, like, kill you by, like, flicking you. Think about it. Already seen. Fucking animals is bad. Globe emoji, sock emoji, rose emoji. Source? So, now that we're seeing this tweet <laughs> in its full context, I think there's a lot that just feels wrong here, right? Did I just make the McCafe whale argument? Oh my god, I did! The John McCafe argument. Well, it's funnier when he did it, because I think he was doing it for real. Was he doing it for real? The, the, if you fuck a whale, you'll, like, if a whale doesn't want you fucking it, it'll let you know. <laughs> oh. That's funny. Another proud shit poster lost to the void. McAfee? McAfee, sorry. McAfee, not McCafe. McAfee. First off, she started it. She was the one who decided to engage with this discourse. She didn't just say having sex with animals is bad. No, she made a whole little argument there. Yet now she decided that engaging with this question is on its- Thank you, Vermin, for the Harkness test, okay? So you want to fuck a fictional creature, okay? I'm cringing just looking at this. I've never actually seen the original comic for this. I've only seen the one where it was edited to have a My Little Pony on it. And that's all I see when I look at this, okay? Does it have human intelligence or greater? Can it talk or otherwise communicate with language? Is it of sexual maturity for its species? Who, who's this Harkness guy, okay? Who made this? Who, who did this? Okay, what if... This is a self-report. Okay, listen up. Here's the real question, okay? Do you really think that everyone who wanted to fuck Smaug from the Hobbit trilogy is some kind of horrible, immoral zoophile? Or is it just natural to want to fuck Smaug? Chat's, chat's not ready for this. What'd be natural about the chat? You're, whatever, chat. Literally a hyper-intelligent, monstrously large dragon. What is, like, what do you, okay, you know what, just, 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 just. 
its face stupid and ridiculous. That's puzzling. But maybe more importantly, this was never an argument about whether or not bestiality- Why have you thought about this? Wait! Okay, wait, just to check, I'm just checking on you guys really quick, okay? Just so you know, the reason why bestiality is bad is because you're sexually abusing an animal. If the animal is actually an intelligent dragon who wants to fuck you, then it's fine. We're not making a naturalistic argument against the concept of interspecies sex. It's about the consent. You think Smaug couldn't consent? Yeah, to Smaug, you're the animal, okay? Let's, hold on, really quick. Oh wait, I looked up Smaug from Dark Souls. Hold on, that's not it. It's Smaug the dragon, not, not the giant golden, not the big lad from Dark Souls, okay? Yeah, wait, hold on, okay? Listen, as I've said many times on this stream, there is nothing wrong with, with fucking Smaug, okay? With, with that, this king. Alright? Nothing wrong with it. Also, not a human, by the way. A god. Different species. In, uh, in, in Dark Souls lore. Anyway, if you were to fuck Smaug the dragon, you are the animal in this situation, okay? If you have sex with Smaug, it goes back to its dragon book meat, and it's like, yeah, I fucked a human. And they're like, you fucked a human? Can they even consent? And he's like, yeah, they can talk and stuff. And they're like, okay, they can talk, but like, to you, they're like a, a, a an animal's intellect. Like they're like, they're like sheep. Dude, you just did bestiality. And he'd be like, no, and then they'd arrest him. Yeah, they'd be like, you fucked a human, weird champ. That's what would happen. Yeah is good. You can see that, right? Delaniac later says in this thread that he's a vegan. This question is obviously meant to get you thinking about if eating meat is bad, not if having sex with animals is good. But Shu just eliminates that part, omits it entirely from her account. Again, puzzling. So hmm. what's going on here? Curious. Well, here's what I'd say. Shu is crafting her tweet around the desire- Oh yeah, what about elves and humans fucking? What about, what's her name, Galadriel and Aragorn? What, in, or which is it, uh, Arwen, not Galadriel. Sorry, Galadriel's the queen, right? Isn't that a little weird? Like, elves are a different species. They've lived way, way, way longer. If you're a human, well, Aragorn is like a hundred, right? But what if you were like an like a 25-year-old human and it was like a 500-year-old elf who looks young? That's still pretty fucked up, right? Like the elf can like run laps around you experience in life-wise, right? I mean, that's that can't be okay. There has to be some proportionality to this. But I also refuse to believe that a human could never fuck an elf because that has to be unethical. She gave up her immortality? Did she? Do elves even have pussies and dicks? What what if they are just smooth with buttholes? I feel like if elves lacked anything, it'd be buttholes, right? Are you really telling me that Lord of the Rings elves poop? There's no way, right? Didn't people talk about this with uh, Twilight? Because uh, Edward Cullen is like 90, but he's in a high school for some reason? That's kind of fucked up, right? That's, pr that's actually pretty fucked up, right? Like, if he was like 90, but he, he lived like a 30-year-old? Like, okay, he's living his life. But he's in a high school. Does he get tired of that, you think? Being 90 and he's like always the senior in high school and he just moves from high school to high school like always the senior? Is that? That's, that's really weird.
to be honest, it's one of the least fucked up things about that relationship. It's pretty fucked up. But is 90 like 18 in vampire years? Yeah, well, 90 is 90 in human years, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, Twilight gets worse in that respect. I don't know. ...to make this discourse seem as silly and obvious as possible. First, she performatively extricates herself from the conversation, pretends she wasn't engaged with it in the first place, and in doing so, imagines herself as a hapless, normal person who simply found herself involved with this awful conversation. Oh my god, she does this all the time. What did I do to get involved in this broiling drama? I was just chilling online. Not, what did I even do? And now here I am and people are mad at me. What did I do? <laughs> We're really digging into shoot today, but you know, uh... Then she removes the context. No longer was this about veganism and how we evaluate moral transgression. Suddenly it's just, should I get sex with horses? A pretty trivially easy question for most people to answer. And although it might not look it, this process most. of performing a discourse in a way that makes it seem absurd. Big Joel typing out the script. A pretty easy question for all people to, most people to or nonsensical is extremely powerful in a rhetorical sense because in this moment she is able to implicitly ask a question if this so-called ethical quandary was this easy for me to resolve if it took none of my mental faculties then what kind of weird ass vaguely suspicious person is getting stumped by this this is what Shu means with the second half of her tweet right look at all these terminally online socialists and social democrats and globalists, people who inexplicably want me to provide a source or data sheet to substantiate my beliefs. This is an impossible standard they are deploying to obfuscate the readily apparent fact that animal sex is bad. And see, it doesn't matter here what she originally said, the part she played in all this. It doesn't matter that none of them were actually asking for a source or data sheet, because that's simply not how moral philosophy works. It doesn't matter that this is- that's, Don't let the debate bros online let you know that though. This is not the point that anyone was making, because now these people are just weirdos. They are perverting our discourse, justifying for no apparent reason the needless harming of animals. It's important to note the role this tweet plays within a larger online context because it's something we find a lot, specifically on Twitter. Before this point, what was happening was a conversation. Someone said something, Shu made a point, people objected to it, and she got mad. There was a give and take, there were people in genuine conflict. But now, with this tweet, all that is gone, and what we're left with is this odd performance, this presentation of values and ideas and politics that is directed not to any person, but to the public. And this becomes clear with the final tweet that Shu made on this subject. You can see the tweet here, but what I'm more invested in is the responses that it got. Debate culture and its consequences have been a disaster oh, for no. the left. Combos oh, no. like that tell me there are some sick people in the world. If I was in a face-to-face -face conversation and had to tell somebody why they shouldn't do that to a horse, I'd just leave and then tell people that person wants to fuck a horse. To be fair, it is... It is a pretty easy answer, right? Because it's a violation of their consent. I mean, it, I don't know. I'm just saying, it just seems like it's a one sentence answer, you know? 
How is bestiality is bad controversial? Why would one need to even elaborate on that? Maybe letting everyone have an opinion was a bad idea. Free speech was a mistake. What if it's your horse though? So this is one of the this is one of the unfortunate situations where the vegans are correct and they're so correct that they're like blinding us with their light, okay? Are you guys ready for the extremely true take that all the vegans in chat are going to be happy with and everyone else going to be mad at, okay? The problem is one of the fundamental hypocrisies of our moral abhorrence to like bestiality is the fact that in every other instance we don't care about the consent of animals. We can do anything to animals outside of outright abuse them, and the law doesn't give a fuck. They're treated as property, not individuals with any kind of like moral autonomy. So for that reason, the reason why bestiality is singled out as like the big example of the thing we shouldn't do is more because of moral dumbfounding than consistent moral principles. The consistent principle is that there are lots of fucked up things we do with animals. We have to take a very big step back. Moral outrage took a big step forward in one like slice of the pie, but left the rest of it unanswered. Like, here's the bad thing, but here are all the things you can do to animals, up to and including raping them as long as it's for um artificial insemination, slaughtering them, breeding them, torturing them, keeping them in tiny pens, uh, drugging them. Like, you can do all that shit, but, you know, stuff like that. Um, So really, the vegans, the Chad vegans on top of the hill, okay, have their arms crossed, and they're just waiting for the rest of us to catch up. Bosh, would you be okay with aliens eating us? No. But that's not for any that's not it for any moral reason, you know? Wrong, there is moral and humane meat eating. I told you non-vegans would be mad. I pointed this out. You can eat roadkill if you want. Guys, legit, we're really close to like lab-grown meat or to meat substitutes being cheap and readily available, okay? Pretty soon the convenience excuse isn't gonna fly anymore. Imagine being publicly this passionate about horse fucking. I may not agree with you politically, but I swear you have some of the weirdest people that post on your threads, and I thank you for opening my eyes to how fucked up some people in this country really are. We have to kill some animals just to keep ecosystems alive. Yeah, okay, but that's not what we're talking about, though. Like, we were that that conversation is like super that's like saying like murder is bad, but like sometimes we have to like kill people because they're terrorists or whatever, and they're trying to blow up the building it's like oh sure but okay it's very much an edge case situation you know is eating lab-grown human meat bad i can't really think of how it would be i guess it'd be kind of like intuitively weird you know Vosh, inuit and northern indigenous people can't eat veggies often because it doesn't grow up there why do you guys think that when i say this like i'm suggesting people starve to death like why is this the answer that like lefty non-vegans go to like these people literally can't survive without meat. Like, okay, then keep eating meat, obviously. Like, what do you think I'm going to say? Like, die? Just die? No. Obviously, I'd prefer they didn't. But, like, like if there was a way for them to live healthily without it, like, they could get meat substitutes or whatever, or have some kind of Inuit lab-grown meat farm. But I'm not going to just, yeah, perish, you know? Shu is the good guy, the reasonable, common-sense figure. And in order to sustain that narrative, a harmful political other needs to be invented. There is something inherently wrong here, and Shu, in her own small way... She looks like such a bimbo. It's like the... like the... That's funny. Just... ...is setting it right. I started this video by disclaiming not, that not this negative, story not was not about canceling or calling out shoe on head. And I hope you see just how much I mean that. 
For one thing, all this is small beans. A few tweets that didn't go anywhere, an online drama that didn't add up to much. Hardly a reason to hate anybody. But also, when I look at Shu's actions here, I am deeply empathetic. Again, I am not a mind reader or a psychologist, but I can so easily imagine being in her shoes. Somebody asked a Bosh, sorry for the repeated question, but for real, are animals moral agents? Honestly, not a gotcha. I've been taught in college philosophy classes that they aren't, so that's why they're not considered moral equations about them. Well, they're not by a lot of people, but there's no, like, objective reality we can call upon to prove that they're not. Aren't dogs and cats, like, two- or three-year-old human beings or something? TOS? What's TOS? This is a muscular peck. Some animals are really, really... They don't have moral agency, um, but deserve moral consideration. Like, what you're asking right now, like, when does something deserve moral agency, is one of the most difficult, like, there's not a hard answer anywhere, you know? I'll say this much, okay? I, I think that a lot of animals have feelings, and I think that it's probably a better world if they're happy, generally, you know? I don't know if they get the same moral rights as humans do because it seems like there are some cognitive processes that we have exclusively that they don't have, you know? But I think if nothing else, the environment should be kept like amicable to them. Like, I, I, I don't know. These are like super difficult questions to answer. I don't know. I don't know. Question, how is meat eating different from animal sex? Shu, I'm guessing, eats meat and has the strong desire to not have her actions be seen as similar to those of a horse fucker. I eat meat too, though I have been trying to reduce that since writing this video, and I totally understand where she's coming from there. So, she tries to make an argument. What if one of these actions is natural and the other is unnatural? But then, everybody just kinda gets mad at her, tells her that she's not making sense. But what if she didn't have an other argument? What if this appeal to naturalness was the only thing she knew how to offer? And suddenly, she has a problem. If this is the one argument she can make, and if it's a bad one, then maybe she's wrong. Maybe she has no good reason to distinguish between her actions and those of a horse fucker. Jesus, that is a hard pill to even think about swallowing, right? So what does she do to- Yeah, she at least be consistent. If that's your one argument that you gotta go, you gotta go, I don't know, find a horse or something. You've, you've failed the test. The consequentialist hammer, the gavel, cracks against the, the table you were not able to provide a consistent argument. It's over for you. Out to pasture. To avoid this uncomfortable line of thought? Well, as we've seen, she weaponizes that discomfort, makes a show of it. Why are you people talking about this? Why are you doing this silly thought experiment in the first place? You people are producing weird bestiality apologia, and if you can't see why that's not okay, that's your problem. Can I just say that never in a million years would I ever have expected Big Joel's soft voice to narrate a video which is largely about fucking bestiality? <laughs> That's very funny to me. You know what I mean? Through this paradoxical logic, the fact that she couldn't assemble a thoughtful position becomes evidence of her moral virtue. Because unlike these freaks, she doesn't even have to think to know that she's right. She doesn't need a good argument. She already knows the truth. 
So no, this video isn't about shaming Shoe on Head or pretending this event was some big deal when it wasn't. Actually, it's much worse than that. Because we can see here, in this mundane, random little moment, just how much we will do to avoid being challenged, how correct and virtuous we can look while doing so, and how fast we will find ourselves defaulting to this position. We want to be pure, follow our intuitions, believe that we are fundamentally good. And so, the people who might disrupt our ability to do that must be impure, must be wrong. I hate to say it, but this video screams white people promise me no offense. Do you just think that, like, anytime you see anything, Ven? Like, like, anytime you see anything in the world, you're like, white people problem right there. Or is it because of the bestiality thing? What's the, what's the truth? This is how a question becomes a contaminant, how critical thinking becomes a disease that needs to be stamped out. Because in a lot of cases, it is genuinely easier to perform incredulity, to invent some harm, to produce a political other, than to just think about something for a while. Oh my god, I, I feel myself shifting and changing. I think I'm about to enter my human form. Wow, I'm real. Did you like that video? Did it leave you desperately craving and yearning for even more of my content? Well, if so, the stream- All right, all right. Nah, 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 you can go and watch Big Joel's videos. I'm not, I don't know what this is. I can't attest to the quality of these products. Uh, that was, that was a really good video, actually. Did you respond here? I really like the cute little drawings. I thought it was cute. Oh yeah, here was Shu's response. You are the animal in this situation. Oh, hold on. We'll get to that meme in a second. This is pretty good. You are the animal in this situation, okay? If you have sex with Smao, it goes back to its dragon book meat, and it's like, yeah, I fucked a human. And they're like, you fucked a human? Can they even consent? And he's like, yeah, they can talk and stuff. I'll die on this hill, by the way. I'll absolutely die on this hill, okay? 100% I will. The Dragussi? Well, actually, they have a cloaca, right? Because they're a reptile? 